Hey, it is another episode of More Important Issues coming to you early on a Sunday. It's maybe maybe we're maybe we're excited about a Vol Series win over Kentucky. Um, another baseball one. Not that we're shocked. We're just excited. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's the great weather. Um, I'm sunburnt. I think Landon's a little sunburnt too. Um, but we're coming at you a little early. A little toasted, but we're good. Yep. We're here. We're, we always make it no matter what. Um, it's good to be back. We're excited again to talk about that Vol Series win. Um, I, hey, I'm kind of a fan of the the Friday or the Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Is that am I the only one? Yeah, you get a little bit of a little bit of time in the weekend to celebrate it, I guess. Yeah. yeah, it's just also like you know Sunday games feel like I don't know Sunday games just have a weird feeling to them. Obviously, sometimes they're exciting, but um, so there's something about like that Saturday, especially when it's a night game, that's, which you didn't get yesterday. But like a Saturday night night game to win the series, that's that's exciting. Um, so there's just something about that, but also going to yeah, be talking I think, about the, I think everybody wants a ch- like a championship on a Saturday. That, that's, that's the, that's the day to do it. So, yeah, I mean, exactly. you know, I know college football wants to do everything on like a Tuesday, which doesn't make any sense, but, or is, is it a Monday? Monday. Mm-hmm. Monday. Yeah. Monday. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't make any sense, but, uh, yeah, I, I do kind of like the, the weekend series to end on a Saturday. Yeah, makes it makes it adds a little of that special feeling to it. And uh, but then we're going to talk about the talking about the NFL draft specifically. Vols taken NFL draft, undrafted, whatever it may be. Um, we will be talking about some of those. Plus the terrible, terrible guys. Just don't tweet. That's the rule. Don't tweet. That's it. That's it. Just put it down. Um, also, transfer portal news. Excited to talk about a guy that's. Uh, I guess he is he officially committed. Um, also, some more. But I think uh, I told you. I think I'd spend all my all of my transfer room on linebackers. <laughs> yeah. Or on the defense. Um, if you have, yeah, to in general. On, but yeah, it, it would definitely need to be on the defense for me to, to use up some of those scholarships for sure. Right. Right. Um, and then we're also going to be, uh, we've got, we're going to just give our opinion on neutral site games. Um, I, I think most of you know mine. I'm pretty passionate about that. That's one thing. That's like my, that's my calling to life is to end neutral site games uh, in at least beginning first game of the season. I'm, I'm hey, we, we all have one. So that, yeah, that's <laughs> yours. Uh, and then of course, baseball. I can't wait. Tony V's got them, got them going, no slowing down. I know everyone freaked out a little bit after that Friday game uh, when Kentucky got the bats going, but uh, at the end of the day, they got the series win. That's all that matters. That's it. Yeah. We're here celebrating a win. Um, that's, you know, you, you, you go into every weekend wanting to win the series. Yeah, a sweep would have been nice, but um, we're going to take a series all all day, every day. And uh, so here we are. Six SEC series? I don't know yeah, like, when's the last time Tennessee's done that, but still got three left. Ooh. Let's, make it, let's make it nine. Get to nine. You got some chances to. Can't, uh, you definitely got some chances to. Hey, drop, him, uh, drop those questions in the chat if you've got them um, throughout the show. We always want to talk about what you want to talk about. Tell us where you're listening from. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure we got some we got some French falls. I know that's become popular in the last couple of years with Rick Barnes apparently um, going European on us. So, yeah, I love the the overseas crowd. Um, also, go check out our sponsors: Tennessee Tap House, Hound Dogs, and Blue Water Climate Control. Here is a quick word from our good friends at Blue Water Climate Control. 
People always ask, where did we get the name Blue Water Climate Control? When a Navy ship casts off lines, exits the harbor, and loses sight of land, that's blue water sailing. It takes a team of people to do that tireless work, focus, and attention to detail. So much of starting a business is just like that. After it's done, you get filled with deep satisfaction for accomplishing something. And it's quickly followed by, now the real work begins. We're Blue Water Climate Control. All right, guys, let's get it in first episode of May of 2021. We'll see you guys on the other side. Let's talk some balls. Balls are back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. I made up my mind, I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! Rid it, get to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Sunday, May 2nd. The NFL draft has concluded. Halfway. Um, we are going to talk about some of the, the vols. I guess let's just get right into that because, um, I, you know, unfortunately not a lot of vols taken. Um, but, you know, the, the fact, I mean, Josh Palmer, you knew teams were kind of like, you knew he was going to be late. So you knew some teams kind of were, you know, salivating over the idea of getting a talent like that later. Yeah, I, th I think it's it's huge for him um, just because, like, he was kind of hurt because he's had bad quarterback plays since he's been here. Um, mm -hmm. And so the, the fact that he never had over 500 yards in a season is wild. For me, as in, like, if I was an NFL GM, I'd be like, looking at his stats, you're like, oh, no, this dude isn't a third-round pick. Um, but when you look at his tape and look who, you know, his, his best performances, his best plays are against some of the best DBs in the country, then you're like, okay, you know, maybe this kid's something. So, uh, yeah, th I think it's, it's good for him. A guy that just kind of stuck around at, at Tennessee probably could have left and went elsewhere, um, kind of stuck around. And, um, you know, he's, he's, he's another Tennessee player that was underused and will probably have a, a good NFL career. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the, the first point of that, definitely a victim of, of bad quarterback play. Um, I mean, not just from one guy uh, as much as we like to place the blame, but just from the whole room at the, at the time. Just no consistent good quarterback play. And um, I mean, I think I got to think, too, you mentioned how like GMs are looking at the raw talent. I got to think, too, people took notice of a guy like Marquez Callaway, where you're like, like he had a ton of like these intangibles, but just did not produce enough to even draft him. And mm -hmm. then they see. Um, you know, they see what he does as an undrafted free agent in New Orleans this year. And they've got to think, well, you know, if we get a guy that looks like him on, you know, looks like him when we go look at pro day and we look at the stats, like, you know, is it something maybe we uh, move on? So like you said, third round's probably too too high for him. Like it probably put him in a position where it's like that, that's bust room um, right. for him. But definitely, uh, you know, 
a guy that you knew wasn't going to go super high, but you're like, yeah, he's going to get a chance at some point in his career to, to play in the NFL. And good that he got drafted third round. It means the Chargers are going to spend a lot of time and money on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think just playing in the SEC really helped his stock a ton too. You know, you saw the the touchdowns on, I think, J.C. Horn, um, Patrick mm-hmm. Sertain, guys that – um, were in the top ten this this year in, in the in the draft. So, yeah, I mean, it had some of the the best plays and performances against some of those top guys, and I, I think that's where the, kind of the tape. You're just like, okay, wow, this kid can play. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I, it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting. He kind of, I think a lot of people would agree. He's probably been the one of more like NFL look like type looking wide receivers. Um, that Tennessee's had and not necessarily, like you said, stat wise, not been necessarily the best. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how his NFL career pans out. Obviously you can't say it's oh, it's going to, he's going to be the guy. Um, but I mean, he's definitely got the best chance of uh, the last of the three guys, Juwan Jennings, Marquez Callaway and him um, getting drafted third round, probably going to a pretty good situation where San Diego has got a decent, you know, wide receiver room mixed with. Oh, oh, uh, oh, oh. LA. Was decent too. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, my God. I think I, that's the second time I've said it. Show. L.A. Chargers. Sorry. Um, yeah. And uh, but yeah, decent quarterback room, too. I mean, or, you know, with uh, um, golly, forgot his name already. I'm terrible with names. Clearly, Herbert, Herbert, uh, Herbert Justin Herbert and a uh, guy that looked good in his rookie year. Kind of see what happens this sophomore year. I think it's a great chance for him. Um, I, don't think, I think it's going to be I think it's gonna be good for Josh Palmer. Yeah, I think he's he's got like you said a young quarterback. They're kind of building that roster around Justin Herbert. So yeah, I think a, a good young receiver alongside of a guy like Herbert is you know really really good for him. Probably sets him up for success there. Right, right. Um, so obviously, to the talk of the town, uh, or do we want to wait last for that? Do we want to get to him last? The yeah, the we big- can do that. Um, I, I guess the only other one we really know about right now, I don't think there's any news on uh, Brandon Kennedy, but uh, mm-hmm. Bryce Thompson has signed a, um undrafted free agent deal with the New Orleans Saints. Um, you know, they apparently love Tennessee players. It's the Steelers, <laughs> the Steelers and the Saints love Tennessee players. Um, I get yeah, it. They've uh, benefited from them lately. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, you know, Callaway was an undrafted one as well. So, you know, it, it doesn't really matter to them if they draft you or not. If you can play, you can play. And I think Bryce yep. Thompson, um, you know, people are always going to say, yeah, he should have came back for his last year. But who knows what it turns out to be like. Yeah, I, I think – I mean, I think the fact that – I think the only time you're probably looking at that, obviously undrafted, but – I mean, I think – it if he didn't play this year, because I mean, he was, he was, he's bad on injury. And then he was the kind of, you know, not to you know, put the blame on other people, because obviously, you know, he just didn't perform quite to the standard of, of where he probably wanted to necessarily throughout the entire year. Obviously he had some moments, um, but he also got moved around a lot. He was kind of, you know, he was being put into places to help just the team, not necessarily him. I mean, you gotta, you gotta do that. It's part of being on a football team. Um, but I mean, could his draft stock have been better if he's playing all year on the outside where he's going to play in the NFL? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I could see him maybe playing that nickel position too. You've seen a lot of Tennessee former Tennessee players that you know aren't the fastest or things like that really make a a name for themselves in the NFL with the nickel side of things. So and he'll have um, to he'll have to improve at the nickel when he was there for Tennessee. You know, 
it was more by uh by need than anything else not because he won the position (laughs) right yeah but he was definitely tennessee's best player in the secondary last year um i mean you know he he has the ball skills he can return um kicks and punts so i think he'll be a great special teams player um and maybe be in the rotation in that defensive backfield for the saints i mean yeah we'll see it's a it's kind of like a it's I mean, I don't know. Would you rather? I guess you want to go uh, drafted because you get the nice bonus. But uh, you, hey, you get a, at least you get a chance. Like you're going to be there in rookie camp and, and get a chance to get on the roster. Um, you're not just looking for practice squads or something. So mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. So let's get into it. Trey Smith goes uh, number two hundred and twenty sixth overall in the in the sixth round. And I mean, can you get a better situation than than what he fell into? You know, and I don't really know looking at that offense. Like, what what's the, you know, what's his? Yes, in terms of like the organization, he's in a great organization. I don't know, like, what his kind of future with them looks like in terms of like what are you know is is there a need at guard that you know Kansas City thinks he might be able to address along with some other guys? Like, I, I don't know what that looks like. Um, obviously, you're talking about a team that played in the Super Bowl this year, uh, so their needs aren't probably incredibly high. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think yeah, it's a great. Obviously, it's a great organization. It, it's it sucks for Trey Smith that he fell that low. Obviously, that's lost you know lost money. Um, but I mean, listen, was his play phenomenal this year? No. But a lot of people talking about how he got. They're like, oh, he got his ass blown up this year. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Um, no. His drop was due maybe maybe some to play. Maybe I mean, obviously, you can you can't one hundred percent say that. But a lot of it's medical. That's that the that's a fact. Hmm. Yeah, I mean that that's the reason he dropped so much because a lot of people had him in the top 100 prospects when they, you know, listed that out. I think Pro Football Focus, which they're Pro Football Focus, you got to take it with a grain of salt, but they had him like 85th. Um yeah. I think the National Mock Drafts guy Derek uh something starts with a W. Um he had him like number 100 or something like that. So he wasn't gonna. He shouldn't have dropped all the way to two twenty six. But yeah, it, it's because of the blood clots. I think a lot of it too is like, like his practice schedule is weird, and, and I think it's a yeah. process that you know a team has to buy into uh, to really get him to where he can you know be set up for success. It's it's something else that they've got to look at as a training staff and things like that. So I think it it does take a the right organization to, to take a chance because yeah i mean it is a chance i guess oh, it's, a, uh, it's a chance i mean he, he could go to the doctor tomorrow and find out he cannot play football again correct that's a possibility which i mean to be fair it's a possibility with everyone but mm-hmm. a guy that you know has a history and a lot you know it, it is a you know and I, I think maybe some tennessee fans just they just want to defend the guy because i mean yeah he gave his all i get it i'm not like bashing him for it but like I mean, it's a chance to risk. Like you, if you draft him, you know where he's projected in like the you know third, fourth round. That's that's more money than you know sixth. And, and so you're taking a chance. Now they're taking chances on guys still though. Like I mean, in that later round, you're taking chances on guys that you may never end up signing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but and and the fact that he was able to to hear his name called, I, I was I was gonna hate it for him if he went through all that and didn't get his name called throughout the right. entire draft. I, I think that would have been very upsetting to him. But, yeah, he got his name called. So, I mean, what really is the difference in the fourth round and the sixth round? Let, let's uh, Maybe a little bit of money, but let's be honest. Like, no one gives a, a crap if you are a fourth round or a sixth round 
pick. Yeah, it's, it's kind of forgotten about. And uh, hey, maybe it gives you a little chip on your shoulder. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, maybe maybe take, uh, take it personal. Exactly, and I mean, I think Trey Smith takes everything per- the way he plays football. It looks like he takes everything personal. So correct, correct. Um, so Mike Farrell, man, dumb, dumb tweets stay dumb. What, it, like, dude, just how do you hit send on that and be like, this one's gonna pop off? This is it, like in a good way, pop off. Yeah, like, yeah. L- let me take a victory lap real quick because, all right, let, let's break it down to what he actually said. So he's like, yeah, right. for all the five, uh, should have gave. Trey Smith, a five-star crowd, where's my gift baskets or whatever. I have the exact tweet. Hold on. Let me get it. Well, and let me – so while you're pulling that up, let, let's let's kind of go back to this. Like, where do most five-star linemen, where are they going in the draft anyways? You know, like, I mean, they're like he's acting like they rated him correctly because of where he went or where he went in the draft. You also still had him at a four-star. Are all your four-stars going in the sixth round? Like, just none of the tweet – none of it makes sense. That's what I'm getting at. Right. So th- this is the tweet. I'll be waiting for the gift baskets and apologies from the Trey Smith should have been a five-star crowd or for the excuses, one or the other. I mean, like, how do you take just, a, a victory lap for – because I looked at the rake, the Rakies for rivals. They had him at 49th. The last – uninformed. Fifth, yeah, the last fifth star that they gave was 34. So 15 spots. You're taking a victory lap over 15 spots. But, but, I mean, also, like, he just has to be uninformed. I'll, I'll weigh on the excuses, like the excuse that, you know, he could die walking to the fridge, like, and he's right. still playing football, and teams have to take a chance. Like, what like what are you – you just – none of the tweet made sense. It has to, like – he needs to – not only does he need to apologize, he needs to apologize for just flat out not knowing anything about Trey Smith. Like, I'm uninformed. That's it. Like, and I'm an idiot for tweeting that. Because he did apologize. It seemed – it seemed yeah. late to me. Um, I don't care. I mean, I'm, I, I, I don't think he said he texted Trey Smith. I don't know if he did. Um, but that, I mean, that's who you need to apologize because you look like a, just an a-hole. So. Right. Yeah, maybe, maybe your punishment should go one-on-one with Trey Smith and see if you want to <laughs> re-rank him after that. <laughs> also, like, yeah, he didn't give Devontae Smith a, a five-star. So, if we're just – yeah. you, you want us to call you out every time you get one wrong? You're right, and I, that's a that's the funny thing is you know I'm sure the the rivals and the two four seven tweets happened on uh, yesterday. I'm, I'm sure they you know oh this many four and five stars went in the first round. Yeah, but how many four and five stars didn't go in the first round? And how many you know how many three star you know because it's just like you got some right cool, but like how I don't know. It, Marvin Wilson was a five star, stupid. didn't get drafted. Dylan Moses five star, didn't get drafted. So there's two that you just whiffed on. So there you go, bud. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's all just, and I, I love that they make it seem like rocket science. I don't know. It's funny. It's hilarious. What was the evaluate those fifteen spots that you didn't have him as a five star? Like, what was was there one thing you're just like, oh nope, he doesn't fit that. Can't give him the fifth star. Well, my favorite thing too was last year during COVID when they're like, we just had a much better chance to evaluate players, and that's why we like were randomly moving them. And I'm like, I don't know. It's just like, yeah, but you're also evaluating them on year old film. <laughs> right. So what are you really evaluating? Also, I don't know. It's hilarious. It, the recruiting thing's hilarious. Obviously, stars, I mean, we talk about it with recruiting rankings. Like, there is a, like, rhyme and reason to stars, but it's not exact. Like, it's it's not. And they try yeah, to make and, it. I don't know. It's like, funny. Dude, it was four years ago. That, too. 
I like I mean, that. A, yeah, a lot can change. I mean, like, Trey like Smith had, had, like, a, a serious issue. Right. Ah, that's funny. He's an idiot. Mike Farrell's an idiot. That, that's uh, – I love when, like, like, you know, we're like, oh, he got bullied. Yeah, he did. He got bullied in the right way. Like, that's what bullying should be used for. Oh, yeah. I mean, you get – Bullying was good today. He do something stupid. And not only did he tweet it out, Somebody commented on it, and he defended what he said. So he did it. He made the mistake twice. Yeah, he also definitely got told to take the tweet down. The tweet was up for hours. Right. Hours. So, yeah, he, uh, he, got, a chance, yeah, he, he got a chance to reevaluate it with his boss is what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, transfer portal news. Tennessee said the transfer portal making maybe good on it. Um, uh, so what's the, what's the news with Juwan Howard? I know, like, today, like, right, actually, like, right before he hopped on, Kind of seemed like it was official. Juwan Mitchell, sorry, not Juwan Howard. Um, Juwan Mitchell seemed like it got official here in the last couple hours, actually, which is good for Tennessee. Yeah, I, I think like that's that's where it's looking like it's heading. I think he's got to finish out the semester. Okay. So maybe some academic stuff that he's got to take care of to uh, to then be eligible at Tennessee. Gotcha. So I think that's what the holdup is. So he's probably just going to show up and not. Just make a announce. He he might do something on Twitter, but it's not going to be like a big thing. It's going to be like yeah, the Joel gotcha. Milton. Like he's probably just going to be here and be like, "Hey, I'm, I'm here now." To Tennessee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So already enrolled. It, we're here. <laughs> but I think that's huge for Tennessee. He was Texas's leading tackler last year. So, um, you know, I, oh, you, you you said it earlier in the show that you know if they're going to use those scholarships, they need to use them on linebackers. Um. Yeah, absolutely, and and that's that's a guy that they coveted and and really wanted, and you know, hopefully, he gets things taken care of, and he, he's at Tennessee that can help that linebacker room tremendously. Right, and yeah, and he should. I mean, he's going to be a guy that rolls in here and going to be a an anchor uh, in that room and in the middle. So, uh, I I mean, we've been saying it for weeks when it's kind of been like a you know Tennessee's linked to him or whatever. Uh, that they needed to get him, and then that would be big for Tennessee. And then if it's official, that that's going to be, uh, that's going to be huge. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and I think he's got two years, and I think he could possibly have three. I think he's trying to get a waiver so, for one. Interesting. Okay. I wonder how many he'll use. If that's, I mean, I guess if he's getting a waiver for three, he's planning on at least using two. Then <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, hopefully have him for two, um, at least. You know, three would be great, I guess, if he's a good player. But if he's good enough, I guess one or two is is perfectly fine with Tennessee if he's that good. So, we'll take it. We'll take what we can get, especially a linebacker. No, yeah, anybody in here at this point. (laughs) Obviously, Jamal Mitchell, like you said, leading tackler in Texas is awesome, but just anybody a linebacker would be nice. Yeah, we talked to Eric Kane, and, you know, he said he'd be – He's got some eligibility left, but uh, they don't. He he doesn't know if they want him. He he see uh, he he phrased it that way. He seemed like it was like the it's not you, it's me. So is it? I, I, can Tennessee not even get him at this point? No, no slight to Eric Kane, but like is it? Have we fallen that far? <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Love it. 
I hope any not, other but... any other transfer portal news that that uh, Tennessee needs to be Tennessee fans need to be looking out for in the next coming uh, days. So they they did get a commitment from a defensive lineman Caleb Tremblay from a USC. Um, we are the Tennessee Trojans now. In case you didn't know, that's the third <laughs> I think third USC player that's transferred in the past couple of years to Tennessee. Um, so yeah, another body at defensive line, big white guy, six five two seventy. He had uh, 21 tackles, three three and a half tackles for loss, two sacks um, in his career at USC. Um, I think this will be his last year. I think he's just got okay. one year. One year, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a guy that can maybe eat up some blocks, maybe help Tennessee because, I mean, they, they have bodies, but, you know, they lost Isaac Washington. Um mm-hmm. So they've lost some of those defensive linemen. And, you know, I think it goes to show that maybe Rodney Garner is not satisfied with who he has on this roster. Um, so he wanted to right. get some competition going, maybe get some more bodies in here, um, some guys that he can think can do the job for Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, bodies at this point, like you said, it's a couple losses here in the offseason to Tennessee, maybe unexpected. Um, so definitely good to have him on. Yep. And, and then, too. Yeah. Great name. Great name. Um, and we had two two more guys enter the transfer portal. I mean, man, it's just like a ever-changing thing at Tennessee. Like, we're well, always going to have. Yeah. But you ex- expected those two. Kyle, well, yeah, I guess you didn't expect them. You knew there was possibly a chance, right? Yeah. So, I mean, those are two of the guys that were suspended for that incident in the dorm. Um, and, and, you know, Isaac Washington, Martavius French are, are two of those. Martavius French was part of that 2019 class. He was um, part of that Whitehaven trio, mm-hmm. that linebacker core that, that we, that Tennessee got. But yeah. It makes me th- like, I think there is. So Caden Salter and Aaron Willis, I think they are going to be given the opportunity to come back. But it looks like those other two were not. So, Caden Salter's – like, they dropped the charges on him. Right. But I don't – like, it, it just seems like maybe not all of them were on the same – like, they were, like, different punishments or, you know. So, like, the charges were still possibly, you know, with some others. Is that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah, maybe – like – Maybe some of it was more severe than, you know, gotcha. Salter's yeah. involvement or, or something like that. Um, maybe those guys saw the, hey, they're probably going to get us out of here, so we might as well yeah. just hit the transfer portal. Right. Right. So, I mean, the, those two were two of the 2021 class. I mean, I don't even know who's freaking left in this 2021 class. No, I, I maybe we should do a – like uh, in the arms of an angel, and just have them like dropping off the oh right yeah off the charts, because like again, I think it goes back to when you made the decision to fire Jeremy Pruitt. Like you made all those kids sign, and now they're all leaving. Yeah, like, what what was the point in waiting until after signing day? Why didn't you just do it before then? I don't know. Right, I'll never understand right. that. But it was definitely. I mean. Yeah, like you said, they knew what was going to happen. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. you could have got if you would have done it beforehand. And you know, I, I know there was some stuff you had to take care of, and you know, investigate and things like that. But you know, if you could have done it sooner, at least Josh Hopper would have had a few weeks to try to scramble and get a 
um, you know, recruiting staff number one together, and then uh, maybe get some guys in here that, you know, some of his guys that he can recruit. Because I mean, right. none, of, none of those kids besides, like, I think Joe Milton and Caleb Tremblay will be the only two that Josh Heupel has recruited on this roster. So um, when Jeremy Pruitt took over the job, he got you know a month, a couple weeks to put it at least or, some yeah. sort of class together. Um, so Josh Heupel didn't get that opportunity, and I, so that's the the timing of the the decision to fire Jeremy Pruitt is is one that I will never understand. So. I'm not gonna. I mean, uh, they they went the they tried to go the Phoenix route of burning it to the ground. Um, they want to rise from ashes, and uh, okay. we'll see. We'll see if it paid out. I don't know. We'll it's not see. looking great so far. Yeah, it's not definitely not a. I wouldn't call it a positive yet. That's for sure. Right. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if that rising from ashes is something that I want to be a part of right now. <laughs> Neutral side games. So Tennessee announced they're playing Charlotte. Again, or not Charlotte, West Virginia in Charlotte. Again, for the second time in like 10 years, less than 10 years. It'll be what? It'll be 10 years. It'll be 10 years. Is it 20? Was that what year was that? 2018? 2018, Okay. Yeah. That was 2018. I was thinking it was 2017 or no, 29. I don't know what year I was thinking it was. But yeah, that 2018 uh, was was when Tennessee went to play in the, I guess it was the Belt Bowl kickoff thing. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Okay. Yeah, I think so. Um, I just don't get the kickoff games. I think they're really stupid. Um, I think college football is cool because of the college campuses and the college stadiums and the environment. And you're taking all of that away by doing neutral site games. I will say this. Cool neutral site games are games that are like once in a lifetime. Like when they play them at um, uh, like Battle of Bristol was awesome. Like that's a cool environment. It's cool one time. It's not a multiple game thing. Um, Yankee Stadium. It's cool. Uh, did they play one in Wrigley recently? I don't know. I don't. I don't think. I don't so. think they're. Out. I don't think it would be big enough in the outfield. Now I think about it. But didn't didn't Chicago the Bears used to play in Wrigley like a long time ago, right? Maybe that's why I'm getting mad. I don't know. Maybe. Thought they did. Um, but like those games are cool. Like when it's like we don't do bowl games there. This is like a you know we made a contract to do a game here with two schools. Like and and when it means something like it wouldn't be cool for like USC and. I don't know, pick a team like Alabama to play in Yankee Stadium. Like that's not cool, <laughs> right? Like, it, like, like Tennessee, like Tennessee and Virginia Tech meeting halfway in in Johnson's or in Bristol. That's cool. Um, it was Notre Dame and who else in Yankee? Like that, that, like two northern northeast teams that play. Like that's cool, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, I don't, I don't remember who the other one was. Uh, yeah, but like those those environments are are cool. Like if. I guess the Rose Bowl would be like a neutral site for – is it – is anybody playing the Rose Bowl now? I don't think anybody does for a home game because USC plays in the Coliseum. Is UCLA not the Rose Bowl? Yes, they are. I was thinking okay. – I think they are. I think it was Cal who I was thinking of that has their own stadium. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, like, which the Rose Bowl is a little bit different. It has its own – like, but like that's a historic stadium. It's not like Bank of America. <laughs> It's not Mercedes Benz. Like it's, yeah. I like got to me. It has a different tone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it just. So is it? Was it Notre Dame and Army? That that really interesting. I mean, it's still cool. Like that. It just seems like weird, but possibly I, I can look it up real quick. 
But yeah, those games are cool. Yeah, it was. It's like no, it was Syracuse. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, a, a New York team. So yeah, that, that was. It made a lot more sense than, like you said, USC and Alabama. Um, right. But yeah, like once in a lifetime thing. It's not something you want to do. And like, what is Tennessee and West Virginia? This game means absolutely nothing. There's no history. There's nothing. No to tie them together. It's just a random – and if you're going to do that, like Tennessee and Oklahoma, like it doesn't make sense to play a neutral side game somewhere. But no, home and, and home, like, sense. that's it also dope. It also doesn't make sense to play home and home like, you know, seven years apart. Like we should have exactly. played another power five team. So that's another issue that I'm taking with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like you, you played them ten years ago. And, right. and the only history was it was Jeremy Pruitt's first game. Like that's literally the only history. Right. So, dumb. and then yeah, it, it was dumb. Like it was like we should be going. Like it would be cool if it, if like Tennessee had gone to West Virginia last time, and West Virginia was coming here in twenty twenty seven, or vice versa. Like that, Morgantown's a great college town. It would have been a great game for Tennessee to go play. And I, I just don't understand. Like, is, is it a money thing? Like, how how much are these? Like, what's the money? Like, it, doing a home and home. Than a neutral side game, like is there a big difference? Do you? I would think you'd make more money in a home and home than you would a neutral side game, but I, I don't know the logistics of that. I don't know the logistics. My guess is though that like both teams profit when they play the neutral side game, whereas like in a home and home, you only profit the year that you actually host. Right. But you so I would say that's the benefit. Big. Now, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, but I'd, I'd say it's pretty. I would say because I mean, I'm sure the Bulls compensate. So I, you know, I, I would say it's it's close. Um, and I mean, the bigger the bowl, like I bet Chick Fil A would pay more than the Belk and um, the. Uh, I guess it's the Cotton Bowl kickoff in, in Dallas. Uh, I bet it pays, you know, pretty good. But I mean, yeah, I, but I mean, it's not fun. Like, who wants to watch you, Alabama beat the crap out of somebody in Dallas again? Like, no one. They, no. Like, it should be home and home. Like that. It's that simple. Neutral site games for college kickoffs should not exist. I agree. And the one, like, looking back on Philip Former, that was the one thing he was not going to do is do neutral side games. He hated them, and he was never going to do it. And it looks like Danny White is – that's the first thing he does is schedule a neutral side games. So. Right, which is so weird for a guy who came from UCF who was, like, not – he refused to play a two-and-one at Florida. Yeah, exactly. Which I thought was a great opportunity for a program like UCF. Yeah, he didn't want any part of that. So very interesting decision as far as that goes. I so sad. I just yeah, I want to see us play a, a prominent college football team again, home and home. Like let's go to UCLA. We haven't played UCLA since like the early two thousands. Let's and then bring UCLA here. Um, let let's let's find a way to get. Um, I'd rather go. I'd rather Michigan go to stay B- on the schedule. I'd rather go to BYU away than go to Charlotte again and watch us. That, play I, I agree. Virginia. I hundred percent agree. Let's get. Notre, Notre Dame. What happened to Notre Dame in Tennessee? Yeah, let's do that. When's the last – I mean, Tennessee and – like, I don't know. And it, I know with the playoffs, like Power 5, you know, they've got to watch out for their – but, like, go – it's stupid. They need to figure out a way to force Power 5 teams to play each other. Yeah. The NCAA apparently has all this control. Use it. <laughs> Use it for something good. Right, yeah. <laughs> don't keep – not to keep student-athletes from – you know, getting their great aunt, great aunt to buy them a car or something. I don't know. 
Right. So stupid. Yeah, not a fan of neutral sites. No, it's, it's just dumb. Just dumb, doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, like, it's like we're going to be sitting there. I mean, we, we might go, but, I mean, it's literally going to be I'll like. go. It's a short drive. Yeah, but it, it's going to be like deja vu. You're like, man, I've done this before. Right. Especially if we fumble on the first play again. <laughs> we're not going to do that. Or I'm I mean, leaving. Or I, won't see I mean, Josh Heupel, good on him. I mean, if he's here that long, um, which you hope, but. You know, right. Not that means it worked maybe, out. <laughs> maybe not, but uh, you know that that coach just has to have one positive play. That first yeah. play has, just has to be positive to make it be- a better experience than it was the last time for Tennessee fans. No, for sure. Yeah, that's a good. That's a great point. Doug. The only way to go to go is up. Exactly. All right, let's talk some Tennessee baseball. Let's get it rolling into some good news. A little upset. I know. I'm sorry. Let's talk, let's talk good news. Tennessee baseball gets another series win this time against Kentucky. Um, Landon mentioned it. Kentucky kind of kind of shocked them with uh, some of the offense that they had. Yeah, dude, they could hit it. Um, I mean, and the sound of their bats like it didn't sound like BB core bats. I'm not saying they're, they're juiced. I'm not <laughs> saying they're. Yeah, I guess I guess corked. They can't be corked, but you get the idea. But I mean that they have some they have some gals on that team that can. They can straight up hit the ball. TJ Collette is one of the best hitters. I think Tony Botello said it the other night that he's one of the best hitters in this league. And, uh, you know, I, I said on the bat flip right before – so we did it right before that that Thursday game, and I was like, we're going to have to keep TJ Collette in the yard. His first at bat, he goes yard. <laughs> I was like, yeah. dang it. Uh, could um, be a long weekend. Right. Um, but – but you got the bats going on Friday night. Chad Dallas shoved it like he's done all year long. He's now seven and one on the year, and uh, you get that win. Um, you only needed three innings to do it on Friday. You you score in the second, third, and fourth, and score those fourteen runs, and that was all you needed against K- Kentucky on Thursday night. And then Friday night, Kentucky just had it. I mean, right. we our two runs were off solo shots and. I think they hit like three home runs and they were like a three run shot, a two run shot, another two run shot. Um, you know, Tennessee just couldn't get guys around with when runners were on. And uh, I know that's right. kind of been a, a reoccurring issue at times for Tennessee. Um, you know, especially when the bases are loaded, you got to get people, you got to, you got to score, you got to score runs. And, right. um, you know, they struggle to do that on, on Friday night, uh, I thought Will Heflin pitched a decent game, ran into some trouble. Um, they hit – I think they got a hit on – they. Sean Hunley got got rocked. Yeah. He, he, yeah. he pitched well on, on Thursday and then got rocked on, on Saturday or Friday. That's just the, the game of baseball. And um, and then you go into the rubber match, you know, you, you were – you definitely needed this series. You, you didn't want to lose one to, to Kentucky. But you, you come out, they score first in the top of the first. I thought Blade Tidwell pitched well. I thought Redmond Walsh was phenomenal when he came in, mm-hmm. um, got the save for his fifth of the year. And uh, Tennessee had a big sixth inning where Jake Rucker, who struck out four times on, on Friday night, but I mentioned that game of baseball is just something that, that can – you know, you can let it carry over or you can 
reset and have a completely new approach um, when you come into that next game. And that's what Jake Rucker did. He had a great game. He had a grand slam in the sixth inning that really kind of, I wouldn't say end it, but I mean, it was, if it wasn't the nail in the coffin, it was, you know, he was yeah. about to hammer it. <laughs> um, and then Luke Lipsius hits another two run shot in that inning to, uh, and they score seven runs. And that was kind of, you know, all she wrote from there. Right. He won that game 11 to two. Jordan Beck had four hits in that game. Um, Luke Lipsius homeward and all three of the games this weekend. So uh, Tennessee got the bats going a little bit. I thought Jackson Greer um, was was great this weekend, hitting the hitting the baseball, and did a good job. Um, while Connor Pavoloni is dealing with a little hand fracture, mm-hmm. um, so I mean Tennessee just got got it done. Liam Spence just gets on base. That's all he does. I think his, that's his forty fifth game in a row that he's reached base. Um, it's a pretty good streak going there. Thought Max Ferguson played well. I mean, pretty much everybody just did their job all weekend. Right. They were good defensively. Um, didn't have too many errors. Um, maybe on – so we had one yesterday. Let me see. I'll pull the box yeah. score from, from Friday. Because I know there was a couple innings that, that so, so yeah, struggled. We had, but it was pitching, really, though, that Tennessee struggled with on Friday. Yeah, we had three on, on the weekend, so not bad. Um, that's something you definitely want to clean up. I think you had, yeah, just six last weekend mm-hmm. or five, something like that. that. Um, so definitely want to improve on that a little bit. Keep getting runners in scoring position. Got to get those runners in. Um, but I think Tennessee's sitting well to, to host a regional, maybe even a super regional at this point. Um, Got to take care of business in these last three series. Um, right. That'll be number one, Arkansas, and then. Um, Missouri, you got Missouri next week, then Arkansas, South Carolina. Yeah. So, you know, two of those are winnable. I mean, even Arkansas, that's a winnable series for Tennessee, but um, you definitely want to take care of business in two of those and see what happens against Arkansas. And, uh, you know, hopefully we find ourselves there for uh, regionals and super regionals. Right. And, uh, and, I mean, hey, this, you know, the way it's building up, Tennessee for for an exciting uh, SEC tournament run. Yeah, that'd be nice too. I think the last—I mean, the last time they made it, they got put out in the first round to to an Auburn team that was pretty good. Um, so yeah, like ho- hopefully you're able to kind of compete against those guys that that you've competed, you know, all year long with, and 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 kind of see where you stand with all those teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, exciting. I mean, exciting time. Lindsey Nelson. God, it's amazing. Um, unfortunately, this next this next series is in Missouri, but. Uh, I, I think I think you know you talked about it. You know there were some errors last weekend, but you know the inning that got away from them at A and M, um, the couple innings that you know this on Friday really that, that Tennessee struggled with, it's, it's pitching. So just clean up some things in pitching. I think Tennessee it, it kind of moves them to a different level. Obviously, you know especially on the same same deal on Friday night, getting guys in scoring position home. Um, but I mean, really, I think a lot of your your innings that get away from you are coming from your your bullpen. Um, so what can those guys, what can those guys do to take Tennessee, this team to a different level? Uh, I think it could really change the the landscape of, of uh, the postseason for them if they can figure that out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that, that, that's got to be a point of emphasis. Um, I, I think maybe getting another arm or two 
that you're at, you know, maybe we see more of Camden Sewell uh, later on than we've seen in the past couple series. Um, but Sean Hunley's done a great job all season. Yeah. I mean, there's some teams that get a hold of them. Just, I mean, just like right. tennis, like Jack Lauder the other night, Florida yeah. ripped him up. Tennessee ripped him up. I mean, he, he's dominated pretty much all season, but yeah, at any time somebody can get hot at the plate and you know, that, that's just the, the world we live in. That's the SEC baseball for you. And, uh, the, I mean, some of these – these are the best hitters in, in college baseball that you're going to see. So, yeah, definitely want to see kind of more from them. But, uh, you know, I, I think they've held their own with, with not having some dominant guys like, you know, some of these other programs. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, like you mentioned, Tennessee takes on Missouri in Missouri this Friday, Saturday, Sunday, going back to the – we'll call it the dreaded series. <laughs> they they, uh, they got to play that early Sunday game. Um, doesn't feel the same, but hopefully Tennessee, like you said, gets a good series win, kind of elevates them. They don't play this; they don't have a week game um, this week. So uh, let's do it again on Friday. Well, we're going to see a little bit of a little extra something from from Tony V these next two weekends. Oh, yeah? with Alma mater, Missouri yeah. this weekend, and then he, he coached previously at Arkansas. I, I think Tennessee is, um, you know, we're we're going to see their best baseball these next two weekends. I, I'm sure of it. Yeah, yeah, definitely be a good good way to kind of stick it to. Because, uh, I mean, you no matter the love you have for the alma mater or, um, you know, the place you kind of got your start, you, you always want to beat them still. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Jeremy Pruitt loved Alabama, but, you know, that that game – I'm not convinced loose. he wanted to beat them. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I, yeah, you're right about that. I mean, yeah, you saw the fire and passion. I, I think Tony Vitello is going to be that same way this, this weekend. Maybe a little – Maybe even more so than Jeremy Pruitt was. We're going to call it hella timeouts. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, Re- replaying right. everything. That, yes, that's a sign we, of we're checking. We're checking it all. Yeah, Come on. check. Got to get it right, guys. <laughs> for the love of the game. The love of the game. Exactly. It's for the love of the game. All right, we got any questions? I haven't got any in the chat. Just some comments. Yeah, I think a lot of people think Kansas City got a steal. Uh, Trey Smith. Um, I think they got him a good value. I'll say that really good value. So, yeah, I mean, if if it doesn't work, it's another six round pick that you know doesn't work out. But if you strike money, I mean, you you got him for a great price. Yep. Yep. And uh, so, yeah, I think I think it is like you said, good value. I think we did have a question. I'm trying to. Uh... Maybe I do not. <laughs> you got most yeah. important of the week? Most important. Um, I, I like, I just love the draft. I don't know what it is, but like, it, it's one of my favorite sporting events. Um, that's not an actual <laughs> sport, I guess. So, uh, you, what what you game. like is. You like Roger Goodell's chair. That's what you like. Yes. Yeah. I, I love his chair. I love his hugs. Big, big art. Speaking of which, man. to get a tweet about your hug, you give some shitty hugs. It's true. Yeah. I was not impressed by a single hug he gave out. He almost he's trampled true. a lot, too. So he's tr- he's probably scared giving hugs. He's gonna, we're going to have to teach Roger Goodell to be a little bit more aggressive. Just a bit more. I, I mean, do you like. 
after all those hugs, but like, like those are big dudes. You think he like takes like an ice bath or something? He's like sore after it. Yes, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah, I just love the, I love the draft. I don't know. I don't know. Draft fun. I don't really know why either because I'm. I mean, yeah, it's. I mean, there, there's stuff that annoys me. Like everybody has a sob story. Um, it's kind of like that with American Idol too. Yeah, um, I I used to love American Idol, but now I can't stand it because now they don't want to make fun of anybody, so you don't get to see the bad auditions, and um, everybody has a sob story. I just don't. Yeah, not a yeah. Definitely, that's a that's always the worst thing about like those talent shows, like the I guess talent shows, the right way to put it. It's like just do some people just not like to sing, like they had to do it because their their grandmother who died three times once loves when they do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good lord, I don't get it. Uh, my first most important is, uh, or I think my only one actually, um, it, it's from Marquette's. I believe it's their AD. Someone tweeted and was like, "Hear me out. A full home season of throwback jerseys." one for each game. And he tweeted back. He's like, this is something we've explored with our partners at Nike and Jordan, a terrific idea, but not, and he goes on, not without some financial and logistic hurdles still on our radar. That would be freaking awesome for a team to do that. I don't like Tennessee football. How awesome would it be if every home game they were in? Cause like Tennessee overall, like hasn't changed from orange and white. So it's just like, a, you know, a different era, era of orange and white. Every game you're going to wear the same helmet. Or pretty much wear the same pants most of the time. Yeah. Um, that would be freaking awesome for to see six different home jerseys from six different eras one year. I think cool. this should be a good year to do it. Isn't it the 100-year anniversary of Neyland? Yeah, I think I read that. I mean, I know Nike apparently can't produce jerseys in six months, so that would be hard. But oh, yeah. that would be freaking cool. Material's outrageous right now. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to exploit those Chinese children like they do all the time. <laughs> You said it, not me. <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah, I think that would be a great idea. If Marquette do, does it, hopefully, like works out and maybe draws like some other teams with great tradition in their respective sports. Um, because throwbacks are the best if they're good. Th- I mean, do the pick the good throwbacks, not like the the Tennessee ones with the massive orange stripe. You remember those on the side? Yeah, that was like a, a small black stripe around them. It was terrible. <laughs> um, my next one is Buffalo's. Third-round pick, the Northern Iowa offensive tackle, Spencer Brown. Did you see this video? I don't know if I did. He gets drafted, and then, you know, he he welcomes his new tradition and jumps on the table. Like, through it? Yeah. That's awesome. Love that. <laughs> Love that. He's ready, Bill's Mafia. Man of the people. Absolutely. I thought I had a fail. I don't have any more most important. That was, that was it for me. Um, I think it was cool that that some of those like draft picks got reunited with some of their uh, yeah, with their Alabama players. teammates. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, so, um, Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne got a uh, are both going to Jacksonville. Jalen Waddle is headed to the Dolphins with Tua, and then you got Jalen Hurts and and Devontae Smith. So yeah, I, th- I thought that was pretty cool. Well, J- Joe Burrow true. and uh, Jamar Chase. That's good. That's a good point. If if Joe Burrow's still there, I mean, oh, crap. Golly, uh, I think they end up did 
Like, I think they end up getting an offensive lineman in, like, the second or third round, but still. Still not. They – yeah, no. They needed <laughs> – it's nuts. Okay, so speaking of quarterbacks, who do you have Aaron Rodgers in and up at? Because he's not going to play for the Green Bay this year. Like, it's not going to happen. I don't know. I hate the people that are like, oh, he's just going to retire. No, he's not. He says he is if they don't trade him. Je- next Jeopardy host, Aaron Rodgers. I honestly don't. I don't know. Oh. I mean, what like, what are the Packers going to do? Oh, come on. They're going to play Jordan Love. Is that his name? Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> uh, I love it. I, I mean, it's hilarious. Like how mismanaged Packers are. I think it's hilarious. Who did they draft in the first round? They drafted – crap. Who did they end up getting? It was a defensive tackle or something. It, it was not a position that, you know, really would have benefited them that much. I just don't – I don't understand what – like. You mean this year, right, I assume? Yeah, I'm just like, okay, yeah, you, you know he's not happy, so why Eric, not – They drafted like, Eric – they drafted a corner. They drafted Eric Stokes. I'm just like, why can't you just do one thing to make the guy happy? It's just one thing. Right. It's incredibly dumb. That's my fail. The Packers organization. Oh, that's what it was. It was Nashville SC. You know I'm a fan of Nashville SC. But they I have to go out right? on this one. They did play today. I don't know what they ended up doing. It was 0-0, I think, at the half. Um, they've had a lot of uh, draws lately. Um, I don't know what the score is. But anyway, so they announced for their stadium. Yeah, it was a. They did end up 0-0. Uh, for their new stadium, they announced a honky-tonk in the stadium. That's a terrible idea. That's not I, – I just hate when sports try to make it – just make it about sports. Like, yes, like, you know, like how I'm with ball baseball, like make it fun and accessible. Like make it cheap. Make the, the drinks cheap like that. But you don't have to make it anymore. Like nothing – this is my tweet. I was like nothing says soccer more like music from a band you don't even like. A cover band. Like I'll find it exactly. But – when you go to a Nashville bar, you don't even know who's playing. You don't care. You're just there to drink. Right. Like, you're at a soccer game. Watch is not is going to a soccer game. Like, baseball, you don't go to a baseball game and go sit inside at a restaurant. Yeah, who does that? That's freaking stupid. It's, I know. It's so I, dumb. Dude, the Smokies have a restaurant, right? Yeah, they do. But I think, like, I don't think anybody really eats in there during the game. I don't know. Maybe they do. Yeah, maybe. Like, maybe it's used before. But, yeah, like... If, was, if you want to go to a honky talk, go to Broadway. Like it's not exactly. that far. And that's what they're like. We're trying to make it like tradition of Nashville. I'm like, but you're a soccer stadium. Like I tweeted, nothing says soccer match like hanging out in a bar listening to covers from bands you don't even like. <laughs> yeah, like, nothing, just, nothing sounds like like a country music honky tonk sounds like soccer to me. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Go hand in hand. It's, it's just so dumb. It's like. How how have the Titans even existed without a honky tonk inside of Nissan? It blows my mind. Uh, like they need to build it, build it, and they will come. That's why they haven't won a uh, a Super Bowl, right? Exactly, <laughs> it's, dude. It's so dumb. I'm just like, it, why do people make the simplest things so hard? Build a nice stadium, make the food cheap. It's not that hard. It's incredible. It's not that hard. I hate that I got a compliment. Atlanta, but like Atlanta, they haven't gone like Atlanta. You've been to the Falcon Stadium, right? 
I have not been there, but I know, like, I know the food is like reasonable. Yeah. And like, what's so like, you can get like concession food for like cheap, like, you know, like you would a concession stand, mm-hmm. but then they have like local, like Atlanta stuff. I think, I mean, some stuff not local, like, like, I think I got like a, like a barbecue from like a local Atlanta barbecue place. But you know what I didn't do? I didn't go inside the restaurant and sit down during the soccer game. Right. <laughs> I got my food concession style, went and sat down. I mean, I paid like 10 bucks for a big thing of nachos, but like, that's what you're going to pay for at the restaurant. So it's like, ah, it's whatever. Yeah. I mean, those people that, that spend money to get in the stadium and then go sit in a restaurant while the game's yes. gone, that makes zero. Listen sense. to a band to listen to a band <laughs> right. that you can go listen to for, for free on Broadway right now. So oh, you have to, you don't even have to go in the bar. You can like stand yeah. outside and hear it. That's a good point. Or listen to the homeless guy play it. Exactly. Yeah. Everyone. Everybody. You see there. where that homeless guy was throwing um, his glossy bag around. Um, God, oh, what's it called? Kid Rock's bar. When? I think it was last night. Oh, last night. Yeah. I was. I was there. I didn't go in. I walked by it. I guess. Wednesday, Tuesday, dude. You didn't, dude. You didn't go into Kid Rock's honky tonk. I didn't have to. I could hear it from outside. Yeah, he was. Uh, so here it is. Man arrested at Kid Rock's Kid Rock's bar for removing colostomy bag and swinging it around. And apparently, people were like getting feces thrown on them. Was the you know and the correct term? <laughs> Gross. Oh, uh, dude, I'd snooze uh, a homeless man if if I got crap on me. I'm snoozing a homeless guy. <laughs> apparently on the national scanner it said at least one officer heading home for 30 to 40 minutes to get a change of clothes take as much time as you need <laughs> oh my god uh <laughs> someone tweeted i guess i'm not comfortable i i'm not comfortable being in the same bar with someone swinging his colostomy bag around years old <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true oh. Uh, which is which is worse, Morgan Wallen getting in a fight there, or the colostomy bag? Hmm. Yeah, probably colostomy bag. <laughs> I'm gonna go with that. Bold, bold, bold choice. Feces trumps all. <laughs> um, my next one is Major League Baseball reviews. They just are terrible. I don't know why they do them. They, they never are overturned. There's one with the A's. Where like they slow it down, his hand touches home plate, and then he is tagged. Oh, that was bad. oh wait, no, that what that wasn't the Braves one I was thinking of. Sorry. I mean that this one is very similar to that. And he's called out on the field, they review it, and he's called out again. I'm just like, it's it's not hard. You can admit I, you're wrong because that that's what the review is for. Right. It's like the guy on ESPN. The guy that does the reviews for MLB, he's like the guy at ESPN. He always agrees with the refs. Oh, my God. Hey, <laughs> we're going to bring in our uh, our guy here. He's going to tell – what do you think about expert. that call? He's like, yeah, so uh, – The refs did the right thing here. Yeah, they, they did the right thing. I think it's, I think it's close, but, uh, yeah, I, th- I think I'm going to go with the call on the field. Well, no crap you're going to go with the call on the field. They need to just not allow them to give opinions. Like, just tell us what the rule is, and we'll make our judgment. That's it. That's all they should be allowed to do. Because, like, you know, sometimes there's, like, some nuances to the rule that you're not super familiar with. So just tell us the rule, and then we'll form our own opinion. That's it. 
Because your opinion's dumb anyway. <laughs> it's incredible. You got any more fails? Um, yeah, that's all I got. Tony Vitello got into it, I think, on Friday night. With the umpire, he was he was not having a good day. The ump or Tony, or both? Uh, the ump. I mean, I guess, you know, when you look at the score on, on Friday night, Tennessee didn't have a great night either. But Sorry, I set that one up. Paul. <laughs> yeah, the ump did not have a great day. Yikes. That's all, that's all I got for fails. That that's all my fails too. Um, Nashville, you suck. Two Nashvilles, honky tonks. The, the yeah, both honky tonks failed <laughs> this week. Poop, ev- poop everywhere. See, do you want poop in your soccer stadium? <laughs> exactly. That's, that's what, what you get with a honky tonk. <laughs> Europe's like that's just another day at a soccer stadium. What do you mean? Fo- sorry, football stadium. <laughs> uh, what are those? Ball. What are those horns? Vuvuzelas. 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 Something right. though. Yeah. Uh, Just like those and poop flying around. I don't want any part of either one of those things. <laughs> They're a bad combination waiting to happen. That is a that is a bad combination, and I like the Vuvuzelas, but that's a bad combination. <laughs> Guys, appreciate you listening. We'll be back on Wednesday, I think. We've had some I know we've had some weird schedules lately. Um, you know, coming at you a little early today, but uh Try to maybe back on time this week. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we're just, hey, we're seeing, keeping on your toes. Exactly. Yeah. Got to be prepared. Got to be flexible. Exactly. Guys, always appreciate y'all listening. It's always fun. We'll see you on Wednesday. Thanks again. We're bringing the boat in and we out.